Hello, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with a Therapist this wonderful Tuesday morning. I am really excited about the topic today and just want to say kudos and shout out to all of the people that have been leaving feedback and asking questions um, because I love being able to answer what is actually relevant for you and what you're curious about. The other thing I want to say is I think with all of the comments, especially on my TikTok, people can see that they're definitely not alone. And I think as I've been talking about different trauma topics, people are kind of connecting the dots in these very subtle ways as as to the effects and the impacts of trauma in their own life. And also the expanded definition of what trauma is, which I talk about in a different video. But today, we're going to be talking about how trauma shows up in our intimate relationships. So that's our relationships with a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, um, the people that we're romantically involved with. And to preface this, I want to say that this trauma could stem from all sorts of different types of little t trauma. But most of the time, or what I've seen commonly occur, is that this trauma will stem typically from different attachment traumas we incurred earlier on in life, and also in different relationship traumas that we incurred in previous intimate relationships. So this trauma doesn't just come from if we've had a couple of bad relationships um, with intimate partners. It could also stem from things that have happened in childhood. And I want to make that clear because I think people commonly assume that relationship trauma only comes from the relationships that we've had with intimate partners, and that's not necessarily the case. So um, just to clear that up for y'all. And again, often it does come from the different attachment traumas we had earlier on in life, and it could also stem from perceptions that we had with our little person brain and the way that we made sense of different events as a little person. So it's not that our parents were bad or that they didn't try to you know, model healthy relationships for us entirely, it could be all sorts of different things. And I think if you really want to break down what it is for you, that's where working with a professional one-on-one is so crucial. Um, And my point is not to say, hey, like everyone has to go see a therapist, but I think, you know, sometimes we can, can connect some of these dots for ourselves. And then other times it's really important that we work with a professional that can help us really hone in on how that specifically impacts our lives because sometimes people ask me in the comments and I'm like I want to give you specific advice but without knowing your context and even a you know a grain of salt of your story I really can't speak to that Um, but basically if you see these signs or if you have these traits within your intimate relationships I would say that it's worth considering exploring Um, this topic a little bit more with a professional or even in your own search and journey of healing. Um, And so some of the big features that we see with people that have relationship trauma are things like difficulty with genuine trust, intimacy, and affection. Um, That could be physical affection or even just saying affectionate words. Um, If that makes you kind of feel sick to your stomach, some people they're like, "Ugh, it just makes me feel cringy. Again, that might be worth considering as part of a relationship trauma. Also, if you struggle with being needy, clingy, or with just developing a healthy sense of independence, that also may be due to relationship trauma. Um, If you are alienated or have a lot of opposition to your parents, caregivers, or authority, 
that may indicate some attachment trauma. Now, some of us, I know that we've had to set very healthy boundaries with different people in our lives, and that's been part of our healthy journey. And if that's the case, I understand, but it's still worth considering that there may be healing that needs to be done. Um, Even if we have set boundaries or cut off from different family members to create more health in our lives. Also, if we have a negative view of ourselves, so if we're hypercritical and negative towards ourselves, other people, or society, that may be indicative of some relational trauma. If we struggle with empathy, so if we really struggle to put ourselves in the shoes of other people, or have compassion for people, or remorse for when we hurt people, that is also another key indicator that we may struggle with relationship trauma. And I want to talk specifically about the different attachment injuries. Now, generally speaking, we can kind of gravitate towards one of these. And being in one category doesn't mean that we don't have the features of another. Um, But we've, we've kind of put them in these boxes so far to make sense of them as far as attachment trauma. So I'm going to talk about the three big categories that we see. So number one is dismissive avoidant. And typically, if people have this attachment style injury they will avoid being close to other people um, and and close to their intimate partner. Like they will be in a partnership, but it may feel more like having a roommate than an actual intimate, close relationship. They may actually not fight a lot with their partner or have arguments because again, they're not going to go into the deep stuff. And they may even agree to just disagree with a lot of things because it's not very important to them that they see eye to eye with their partners. So that might be a sign of that as well. Um, they also may strive to be overly independent and not want to rely on their partner for anything. Um, and, and with this, they may keep secrets or they may have like issues in an area or need help, but they don't ask their partner for help because they struggle to ask for help or be vulnerable or l- rely on somebody. Also, um, the, well, there's one more part to this. Ah. Yes. So another thing, too, is they may not stay in a relationship if they feel like they aren't able to be free and independent as well. So that's a feature you may also see in the dismissive avoidant attachment trauma style type. The next one is fearful avoidant. Um, So in this attachment style type, they may be afraid to be alone, but also fear closeness. So in this one, it's kind of an interesting dynamic. They struggle with either extreme and kind of oscillate in between the two. Um, So they may oscillate from wanting a lot of closeness from their partner to wanting to avoid them when they feel like things are too close. And it's very kind of confusing to be a partner of this type. It also feels pretty chaotic to be the uh, fearful avoidant type as well because you will find yourself kind of going from highs to lows in your relationship relationships may feel very dramatic um, and you at the root of it you have difficulty trusting others so you desire so deeply to be close to them but you also fear them and don't trust them so you may find yourself again oscillating between the two where you want closeness but when you start to get it it feels really scary because you don't trust people at their core The third type is anxious preoccupied attachment, and this is when a person has a lot of anxiety about their relationship and a deep fear of abandonment. 
Um, and with this, they might become very clingy and needy, um, always wanting to know where their partner is, not from a place of control. Well, I guess it is from a place of control, but not from wanting to like hurt them, but just from being fearful about the partner leaving them or doing something that would impact the relationship in a negative way. Um, they're also very sensitive to any changes that happen in their partner. So even positive changes can feel threatening to them because they are super sensitive and hyper aware of them because they fear that that might impact the relationship in a negative way. So this partner may struggle with any sort of changes in their partner. And the catch 22 is that this anxiety can actually drive their partners away. And it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy where they fear abandonment, but then they also engage in these very anxious, clingy behaviors that drive people away and fulfill what they fear will happen, um, which is really unfortunate. And again, if this is a, if you relate to this style type or any of the style types, I would highly recommend that you see a professional and kind of work through any sort of attachment or relational trauma that you may be struggling with because the good news is these things can be healed um, and you can do this work with a therapist or again I do believe that people can do the work on their own um, all of our journeys look very different I used a therapist and that was very helpful for me um, but yes I want to share the good news that this stuff is healable and if you relate to any of this stuff it is so worth it for you and for your intimate partners that you do this work because then you can have healthy, trusting, secure love that is not only a gift to your partner, but also a gift for you because being in relationships is going to feel safer for you. And when people feel safe in their relationships, then they can go out into the world and be badass in the ways that they're meant to be badass. All right, y'all, that is my spiel on relationship trauma. I hope you guys have a wonderful Tuesday and I will check in with you tomorrow.